This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. I'm here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, happy... I'm Hans, and I am Franz, and we just want to pop you off. Welcome to Health and Wellness Wednesdays on Rush to Reason. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. I have what doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. I used to grab bear claws as a kid, two at a time, and I'd get them lodged right in this region here. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. I'm sorry that I'm fat. All right, now here we go. Wednesday, Health and Wellness Wednesday edition. Thank you for joining us. I was busy reading and just saw the light come on out of the corner of my eye, and I knew not to talk, but did anyway, so that's all right. Just shows that uh, we're human. Sean at Extreme, what's going on, sir? Not much. How about you, John? I am doing very well, although I just screwed up a moment ago, but hey, that's life. <laughs> we all do, right? <laughs> stuff, stuff happens, you know? I'm human. <laughs> what can I say, Sean? Yeah, you and me both. You know, and you just said it. Stuff happens to all of us in life, including our cars, and that's why you're there. Yeah, that's that's uh, job security, right? That's a fact. Anything mechanical is going to have a problem at some point in time, and, of course, the way we eliminate, as you know, those problems is... Routine maintenance, that doesn't mean that it's going to eliminate everything, but I know from I know just from your world, the better we take care of things on the front side, the better it is on the back side. You bet. Not only are you, you know, when you're doing your maintenance, you're taking care of what the factory is telling you you need to do, the fluids, the gaskets, seals, whatever, um, but also it gives us an opportunity to look and see what is going on with your vehicle. So if there's a problem starting, we mm-hmm. can nip it in the bud before it, you know, it gets too bad. I was talking to somebody the other day, right, about that exact thing, Sean, and explaining that you know the one thing that we in the independent world do, you especially, is we also evaluate not only the vehicle that you're driving, but you as the driver. Where are you driving? What are you driving? How far are you driving? What's the train involved? And so on. And then a, a maintenance program can be built around all of those things because, Sean, it is not cookie cutter. Absolutely. You're right. If you've got somebody that's driving highway miles every day, you know, they're not going to go through brakes near as often as somebody that's, I don't know, driving downtown or something like or that. Or lives in the yeah. Black Forest. Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's not going to, and if you're not driving up hills or, right. or pulling any load, your transmission's going to last a lot longer. You're not going to need as much maintenance on that. So it yep. definitely does play a factor. I explained, uh, you know, I had stores in the college towns of Boulder and Fort Collins. Of course, there was foothills in the mountains right, you know, next to us. And I had customers that lived maybe all the way to the top of the mountain in Netherlands, for example. They'd drive all the way to town to work. They'd go all the way back up. They'd do that five days a week. Sean, that maintenance schedule for that customer and that vehicle, no matter what they're driving, is going to be far different from somebody driving the exact same vehicle that lives in town. Exactly. And and also, like we've talked before, John, but Colorado is – you know, with the, the climate we're in, with the dry 
and then you get the cold and the right. hot snaps. We are considered severe anyway. So That's right. If you're looking in your owner's manual, you want to look at the severe schedule, not you know your average one because of the climate changes and stuff like Another that. conversation I had today was with uh, somebody talking about just tires and age and you know how, how long can a tire sit around before it can be used or when it actually has to then be disposed of, even though tread and everything on it looks great. Reality, Sean, and this is really uh, something that we've learned in the last 20 years or so. They started date stamping tires back in 2000. We now go, we now go off of that. And the rule of thumb is if a vehicle, you know, if a tire gets to be five years of age or older, it really is time to start looking at it. And you really should not be driving anything that's 10 years or older on a tire period. Yeah, I don't even know how they're still driving on them, to be honest with you, without them chunking off. But, exactly. Um, we actually did a, a DOT inspection on a truck earlier this week, and it, his tires were only on there for a week or a year, but he doesn't drive it very often, and they're already dry rotted, and, and they failed the inspection. So, mm. Yeah, it, if you're not driving it a lot, it, it, it could be sooner than you think. Well, thank you. Point being... Tires, which most people may or may not know, have date codes on them. You guys can actually look at that and tell how old a tire is. And what I mean by that is for some of you that might have vehicles that don't move a lot, maybe you don't use it that often, maybe it's no pickup truck or a trailer, for example, Sean, that's something where you should get it into you guys. You can check those date codes and find out exactly how old tires are. And then, of course, given you're a tire dealer, if something needs taken care of, you can handle that as well. For sure. Yeah, it's it's a little on the side of it. It says DOT and then has a little stamp code on there that, um, means a lot more to them than it does to us, but right. it does have a date on there. And we do register every time we, we do a road, if we sell a road hazard with a tire, we do register that as well. So nice. we have copies of all that, and that will be in the information that you get um, when you purchase tires from us. Bottom line, folks, whatever you need, I say it all the time, you know, Extreme, your dealership alternative, literally, they've got all the same tools. Their technicians are not only factory trained, but they know all of the things going on in the aftermarket. They're actually better than a dealership technician. I'll stand by that, you know, all day long. And, Sean, you know exactly what I mean by that. The reality is they're more experienced than what a dealer tech is. And, again, gives you guys the ability to look at things through a different lens than even a dealer tech would. Yeah, we we don't have any uh, rose-colored glasses or anything like that here. We see all makes and models. Um, you know, we're not biased. We know what every vehicle's characters are. Um, and, and, yeah, we, we get to see it all for sure. Awesome. Sean, as always, appreciate you guys. Appreciate the support. And uh, just appreciate all that you guys do, not only for me on the shows that you guys help me out with, but what you do for our listeners as well. Well, we appreciate it, John. We appreciate the partnership, and uh, your customers are great. Well, that's exactly what it is, and we appreciate it. So those of you listening, Extreme Auto Repair, go to klzradio.com. You can go to drive-radio.com. You can go to rushtoreason.com. There's multiple ways to find you, John. And most of all, if you're following me, you can find Extreme. It's really as easy as that. Sounds good. Sean, thanks, man, as always. And, hey, I won't talk to you before Independence Day, so have a great Independence Day. Hey, you as well. All right, man. Take some time off and enjoy. I'm going to. All right, man. Talk talk to you later. Thanks, Sean. And again, Extreme Auto Repair, anything you need, find him at klzradio.com. High Five Plumbing. You know what? Let me do this. Hang on. Hang tight. High Five Plumbing is next. But before that, let me squeeze in question of the day. The impossible question yesterday was pencils have numbers on them. What number or what does the number tell you? I actually had somebody answer that, but the answer was incorrect. It's the hardness of the pencil core and how light or dark the marking is. That's why back when we were taking tests, because they were ran through machines that picked up the little scribbles we would make, or you'd fill in the dots, it had to be a number two pencil. Otherwise, the machines wouldn't pick up things correctly. Things have changed, of course, since then. But that is what the number means. One, two, two and a half, three, 
and four, and sometimes there's other intermediate numbers as well. The higher the number, the harder the core, and the lighter the markings. Okay, that's how that works. So today, the impossible question of the day. Answer this on the RushToReason.com website. An imbalance of blank in the microbiome can have serious consequences when it comes to GI and mental health. What is it? An imbalance of blank in the microbiome can have serious consequences when it comes to GI and mental health. What is it? Answer that again on the RushToReason.com website. Hi-Fi Plumbing, yeah, they're up next. Anything you need when it comes to plumbing, they'll take care of you, including maybe some of you are looking at doing outdoor kitchens, things along those lines. You want plumbing, you want gas, propane, whatever. They can do all of that for you as well, and they are certified to do all of that. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Hi-Fi Plumbing will help you keep your basement flood free with the right sump pump solutions. High Five can save you from water damage and costly foundation repairs. A sump pump replacement isn't an expensive fix, but putting it off can lead to more expensive repairs like flooring, walls, and mold damage. Basement flooding can also lead to eroded foundations or even cause your house to shift. With increased rainfall, sometimes it's necessary to install a second pump to handle the extra water volume. It's hard to tell if the pump is working on your own, so have High Five come out and take a look for you. As a valued KO listener, you'll enjoy a waived service call fee and $50 off the repair for a $100 total discount. So call High Five today at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing to schedule your visit. I clog my toilet one too many times. I'll call High Five for this. Call High Five Windows and doors, anything you need. Veterans Windows and Doors has your deal at 40% off this month. The discount, I should say. Product, materials, labor, and that's a great deal. And Dave has financing available as well. Find Dave at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors is driven to serve you better than any other window company, ensuring they do what's right for your home and your budget. Owner Dave Bancroft will meet with you to review your window and door ideas while working within your budget. Veteran Windows and Doors wants you to be in the driver's seat from the first meeting to the installation. Veteran's website portal is designed for the customer with 24-7 support and scheduling. Their customers tell them how refreshing it is to get responses from Dave, not a service center. Dave creates a detailed job report before his team steps into your home. He plans by taking precise measurements and remains in contact with you throughout the project. He takes before and after pictures to ensure your satisfaction. And these are available to you in the website portal. For unmatched customer service you can afford, go to klzradio.com window and schedule your new windows and doors. klzradio.com window. Golden Eagle Financial. Al Smith just talked to Al a moment ago, by the way. He has his own program on from 2 to 2.30 on Wednesdays as well. So anything you need, again, you can listen to Al or call him directly. 303-744-1128. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial is the coach you must have to prepare your retirement for any contingency. For more than 30 years, Al has seen retirement plans interrupted by the need for long-term care, sudden unexpected emergencies, divorce, or many other things that can stop you from enjoying your retirement. Al Smith knows that there's a 50% chance that you'll need long-term care at some point during your retirement and a 25% chance that the care will be for longer than a year and a half. 
These statistics are why Al works so hard to make sure that you're prepared for whatever comes your way. Al also knows that people often don't consider these events until it's too late to overcome them. Be informed and prepared for a successful, enjoyable retirement. Use Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Don't wait any longer. Schedule a short introduction at klzradio.com slash money to strategize your retirement dream. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Listen online, klzradio.com. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560, and Charlie's getting our next guest rounded up, which uh, I confirmed earlier today, so we should be in good shape. may take a few minutes here to actually connect. In the meantime, there is a lot of chatter, and I want to be very sensitive to the whole topic, and there's a lot of things going on, and folks even making memes and sort of making fun and poking fun and so on. It's a very, very serious situation with the submersible that's down at the Titanic. Now, I don't know where it's actually at. That's the problem. No one does. There, since yesterday, has been some news of a banging every 30 minutes or so. I believe it's almost on the clock every 30 minutes. And that has given folks some hope. And the the uh, story goes, they've got air until tomorrow morning. Now, Charlie also read some things to me and did some investigative work through the night and heard some things this morning that the pilot of that vessel, Mr. Rush, by the way, he is an excellent uh, pilot and knows this end of things very well. And from what we understand, has the ability to even work with his passengers, I guess you could call them his crew members, and knows what it takes to even extend the air supply that they have, teach them what to do to stay calm, how to breathe correctly, and so on. Now, given all of that, they still have limited, uh, most likely supplies, food, water, things along those lines. So this is only going to be a five, maybe six-hour trip initially. And, of course, it has extended way, you know, way beyond that. And we don't know anything about what's gone wrong because they don't know where they are. I didn't really realize this because, you know, watching the movie, you think the Titanic is in one little spot. It's not. It's literally spread all over the seafloor some 12,500 feet down, so two and a half miles roughly down. And some would say, well, can't you just stretch a cable down there and yank them up? Uh, Well, you know, carrying two and a half mile of cable is not super easy. I think that's the other problem they're trying to figure out is once they find them, how do they retrieve them? So... I guess two things there. If they find them, how do they then go and retrieve them? I think, Charlie, that's the biggest thing they're trying to figure out is once they do locate them, how do they find them? And one thing I didn't realize is it's not as easy finding them as you would think. Most of us think, well, can't they use like sonar? Isn't there GPS tracking? So on and so forth. No, there is not. The water does weird things to sonar and things like that under the water. In fact, even lasers are only good for so many meters under water because the water distorts everything. So no, we actually, believe it or not, don't have the technology to be able to search down and find them. So no, we do not have that. Now, all of this sort of leads into the conversation we were trying to have with Katerina. We've had her on before. 
Katarina Len Golden. I can almost recap some of what we talked about the last time we had her on, and I'll do my best to do so. And that is stress. What that does to us physically, mentally, and so on. Now, I can only imagine, we talked about this a little bit on the National Crawford Roundtable today. I can only imagine the stress that individuals down there would go through. And one thing we talked about today that I don't know the answer to, maybe Charlie does, is were these individuals that were passengers put through any kind of training or testing prior to being, you know, essentially crew member on this vessel in all of the things that we're now talking about? Stress levels, what happens in, you know, we we did a lot of testing, for example, with astronauts before sending them into space. Can they handle the extremes that space would give them? Uh, Everything from nausea to, you know, confined spaces, claustrophobia, on and on we go. Now, there were a lot of folks early on in the space program that wouldn't, you know, astronauts that couldn't pass those tests. You've You've all seen... Uh, you know, the right stuff, the movie, and it talks about those things in the movie and some of the testing that went on and so on. And some passed with flying colors. Others struggled to make it through some of those tests. So in turn, I'm asking the question personally, Charlie, I don't know if you know this answer or not. Did any of these particular individuals do the same thing? And I frankly don't, I don't, you know, Charlie, I don't know the answer to that. I've not read anything to where they've actually, you know, gone through that. So I do not know. Um, And I'm really quick, Charlie, trying to, you know, send a text message to our guest here. So, you know, I apologize. Um, I am one of those people, by the way, for those of you that do not know this, I do not type and talk at the same time very well. I don't. I guess there's probably people that do. They can sit there at the keyboard and just type away and talk at the same time. My brain, by the way, doesn't function that way. So it, I, I can do it, but I have to have momentary, momentary stops of my mouth, I guess you could say, to be able to type and send off what needs sent. But I did send something, Charlie, a moment ago to find out if we can actually find our guests. And if we can, great. If not, we'll move on. Point being, stress changes a lot, including, in this particular case, how people breathe. We've all seen those movies and things along those lines. So, when you're stressed, your breathing, of course, changes. You tend to breathe harder, faster, using up more oxygen. And what they teach a lot of folks in these particular situations is, Slow your breathing down. I read something about these particular individuals that said the best thing they could do, even though it would be very difficult to do, is sleep. Because when you sleep, you use a lot less oxygen than when you're not. Now, something else I learned today, which makes complete sense, which no one in the news media, by the way, is talking about, which I find strange that they're not. There's plenty of oxygen I think 96 hours worth, and if they do some breathing techniques and slow some things down, there may be even longer than that on this particular vessel. The other issues, though, are it's very cold at 12,500 feet deep. I mean, extremely cold. It's not like ice, but it's very, very cold. And then on top of that, as we exhale in a closed space, we are exhaling CO2. Normally... A vessel like this, like, for example, a space capsule, will have CO2 scrubbers on the air. In other words, it's filtering the air, taking the CO2 out, making it still okay to breathe. 
Otherwise, I believe, Charlie, the carbon monoxide level increases, if I'm not mistaken. Tell me if I'm right on that or not, but I believe it does. If you continue, you know, it causes hypoxia if you keep breathing your own breath, your own oxygen. And I believe that's why. I'm not an expert, so if somebody wants to text me and tell me on that, feel free to do so because I'm not an expert in that. But I believe that's where hypoxia comes from. Part of the problems we talked about back in the day with wearing masks all the time. You're breathing your own exhaled air. It's not good to do that. That's what's happening right now in that capsule, by the way, in that, in that uh, submersible. It's not really a submarine. It's a submersible because it's not really like a submarine per se. Now, I do know because Apollo 13, the movie, and that whole space mission was actually all about how could they in space figure out a way to filter their own air because when they moved into the limb, it didn't have that ability because they weren't planning on being in there that long. But because of the accident they had and the, the problem they had in space... They had to move into the limb, and in doing so, they had to figure out a way to use the filtration they had in the limb to filter out the CO2. That's what that movie, in a lot of, in a lot of senses, that's what that movie is about. How they, on ground, what they ended up doing is they, the, the team here on ground said, okay, what all is in space? What can we use that's in space? You guys need to get your heads together. And how can they get this filter that's actually a square peg in a round hole? How do we make this work? If I'm remembering the movie right, Charlie, I believe that's exactly what they, you know, Tom Hanks and the guys had to do. They weren't really Tom Hanks and the guys. But that was a true story of what happened because, as you remember, they had to slingshot Apollo 13 around the moon to get him back to Earth. And I'm guessing for a lot of you flat earthers that don't believe in space and don't believe we ever went to the moon, read about that and the individuals that were involved and that, in fact, did happen. And they did slingshot them around the moon and brought them back to Earth in that process. And they lived in doing so. So, bottom line, I don't know really what's going to happen. We talked about this in the podcast again, what's going to happen to these five individuals that are in this capsule. It's really what it is. It's a submersible capsule is essentially what it is. It's like going into outer space, only they're under the water. And I read, Charlie, where this carbon fiber titanium capsule they're in is about a foot thick or so. So it's not paper thin by any means. It's very, very thick. But everything else I've read didn't necessarily go through all the same testing. In fact, that was a lot of the debate this particular gentleman, Rush, was having with his community in the fact that he didn't test this in the normal ways you would test a capsule. He did it in ways that, quote-unquote, aren't necessarily approved by all of his peers. So, I know this is Health and Wellness Wednesday, I'm talking about the capsule, but it's big news right now, and it does coincide with stress and the things that a lot of us go through on a daily basis. And again, if any of you have any more information you'd like to share with me on this, feel free to do so. But I can only imagine the level of stress that any individual would be going through normally, you know, in in this type of a situation, what you would be going through, I can't imagine how you would in your mind wrap yourself around the fact that we, this may be our last breath. Knowing that, how do you conserve and try to stay alive knowing all of that's going on around you and the fact that you may never be found? I also didn't realize that the wreckage of the Titanic is spread across the seafloor, ocean floor, not just in one spot. I believe it's several 
square miles, if I'm not mistaken. It's like two and a half miles or something, Charlie, am I right? And it's in two pieces. So it's not in one spot. Now, they know where they dropped it off at, and they have those coordinates. The problem is there's currents under the ocean, you know, in the ocean, I should say, under the surface of the ocean. Let me say that correctly. There's currents and different things that can take you many places that you may not plan on going. And depending upon what happened to the capsule and whether they've lost propulsion and so on, those are all the things we do not know. So anyways, say a lot of that to say stress is a big deal. Now, I have an article I didn't use last week that I'm going to grab because we we can't get hold of our guests and I'll do my best to rebook her. Uh, But at any rate, I've got an article I'll come back and talk about that I saved actually from last week that I never got to that in fact talks about that very topic only in a unique way. I guess is probably the best way for me to say that. So I will grab that and we'll, we'll talk about some of that here in a moment as well. So don't go anywhere. Again, Health and Wellness Wednesday, which with no guess, if you've got a comment or something you want to talk about when it comes to that capsule that's under the water, feel free to do so. 303-477-5600. Somebody did text me and said, yes, with the Apollo 13 thing, yes, I have all that right. They literally took a ground crew came up with all of the exact things they had on the capsule and figured out how do we get this square hole in, you know, this this round peg into a square hole or the square peg into a round hole. How do we make all that work? So that is correct in what I said there earlier. K&R Home Transitions. Two realtors for the price of one. And the one thing that they've got going for them that most other realtors don't have is the re-up program. You may say, what is the re-up program anyways? Well, Call them and find out. The REUP program gives you the ability to take your home, get it fixed up, where it may need some things done to it that you just haven't had the ability to do. You can now do that, sell your home for a higher price, and share in the uh, profits of doing so. 720-437-8210 or find them at klzradio.com. You're stuck. You need to sell that house. Inflation means a remodel is going to cost a fortune, and high interest rates means your price is spiraling by the day. KNR Home Transitions uses a revolutionary new service called Reup to do it all for you. Reup will remodel your home at no upfront cost and split the profit with you when the home sells. Think about it. Sure. You could remodel the place yourself, put in the work, hire and pay the contractors, clean the messes, and market it online yourself. But your time is valuable, and you don't have months to do it and foot the bill for the work up front. You want your place sold now and for what you feel it is worth. K&R knows your market. They know what sells, and they can be a one-stop shop so you can go about your life without worrying about the stress that comes with doing a remodel to sell. Get started now by going to klzradio.com home or call them at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. All right, Denver IT Security, they will help you and your business when it comes to security and whether or not you have that done properly. Are you secure? That's what they'll do. Give you free analysis, by the way, and then they can start chipping away at things you may or may not need. 720-593-6688, or once again, find them at klzradio.com. This may not surprise you, but there are some bad people in this world. Some have devoted their careers to doing nothing but stealing money and information from businesses. And they do it so well. During the COVID lockdowns, they found it was much easier to steal from businesses by targeting employees working from home, knowing that most home networks are not secure. 
Since then, they've doubled their attacks on people working from home, coffee shops, hotels, airports, airplanes, and anywhere else they can find people working from an unprotected network. If your business has remote workers, it's an easy target for hackers. Denver IT Security can stop these bad actors before they destroy your business. As a special offer to KLZ listeners, for a limited time, Denver IT Security is offering a free cybersecurity assessment to qualified businesses. To see if your company qualifies, call 720-593-6688 or visit klzradio.com security. Premier Home Remodels is next. I had a meeting with them today, by the way, at my home, thinking of doing a couple of different things around my place. So whatever you need, give them a call. Wade will come out and have a chat with you and see what he can do to help you with your remodel project. Give him a call, 720-619-8773, or find him at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels can help you turn your current home into your dream home. Premier knows your home is your biggest investment, and they want you to benefit from the equity and smart decision you made when you purchased it. The value of your home will be preserved and can grow if you act now and make the improvements you need before remodeling prices get out of hand. Premier knows that putting off your remodel could leave you in a home that just doesn't work later in life and is not worth what it could be. Whether you want more interior living space, a mother-in-law suite, or beautiful outdoor living area, Premier can create these for you at today's prices before inflation cuts into your budget even further. Take advantage of the growing value of the Colorado housing market by making a smart investment in your home today. Receive 10% off your remodel this month with Premier. Go to klzradio.com slash remodel and let Premier turn your home into the ideal home for you. A working business will be worth much more than the sum of its assets. You may think your equipment is worth some money, but you're probably wrong. Investors don't want to buy used equipment. They want to buy a working business. Selling a business that is operating smoothly will garner a much higher price than trying to auction off assets individually. A successful, profitable business should be able to keep operating long after you retire. John Rush can get you there in two years. He's done it with other clients. Get started now. Email john at rushtoreason.com. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And actually, we have our guests. This will table my topic that I was going to talk about here for another week. We have our guest, Katerina Lingold, with us. Katerina, welcome back. Hello, hello. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to connect with you. It's all good. Actually, this is uh, an interesting way to kind of segue into topics because, you know, sometimes things happen not the way we plan. That's right. And um, this is what we can talk about today. Welcome to the the world of being a radio host. (laughs) (laughs) In my world, um, and I don't get to, you know, I guess there are some people that sit in this chair that might get really nervous about, you know, what we just happened. And for those of you listening, yes, sometimes we try to call guests and there's things that happen and it may take a little longer than expected. And in my case, Katarina, I've always got plenty of things to go to and talk about. It's just kind of what I do as a as a backup. But you're, but you're right. Sometimes things just don't go as planned. And depending upon the individual, that could cause all sorts of stress-induced things, I guess you could say, that really do wreak havoc on, uh, wreak havoc on some people. I'm not one of those, by the way, luckily. <laughs> Lucky you. Lucky you, because, you know, most people, thank you, respond to 
this is like right now I was just realizing like we we're, we're off time and my stress levels went through the roof. This is very natural when you know expectations and reality they don't match. True. As a result, our homeostasis, the state of balance in our body, it gets disrupted, right? And so then you have a lot of adrenaline in your system. You have a lot of cortisol. You're like, what I'm going to do? Mm. How I'm going to handle it? And I think one of the most incredible things that you can do is to train yourself to adapt to unpredictability yep. and change. Because, yep. you know, what we're dealing right now, right, you are in your, you're like a fish, you know, in the water. This is something that you're super used to. But, you know, oftentimes we deal with situations that we're not used to. And as the world is changing so fast, we have to adapt to That's right. circumstances. That's right. Well, and, and for me, and I guess maybe I could share a little insight on my end of things and how I do this. And again, yeah, not bragging, but in my world, this is a situation that you just sort of have to get your mind wrapped around, plan for it. Things are going to happen. I mean, this is not in my world the first time this has ever happened, Katarina. Things just come up and they happen. And the other thing that happens in my world is everything runs by a clock. So as I get closer to the end of a segment or the end of an hour and there are certain hard breaks in radio, you have to know how to time around that and you can't get nervous. You can't be stressed. You just have to learn how to deal with it. Now, I will say when I first started doing radio some 25 years ago and probably became a host on my own, oh, I don't know, 22 years ago or so, Yes, it was a lot more stressful. I can remember the very first time I hosted something on my very own for the first time. Yes, I was a nervous wreck. How's this going to work? Is everything going to go well? And so on. And yes, it was extremely stressful. Now, after doing it that many years, it's sort of second nature, and I don't really worry about it too much. And things come along, and I've always got backup things to talk about and do and so on. And I guess in my world, the way I reduce that stress is I just know that if plan A doesn't work, Here's plan B, and if you have to go to plan B, you do so. Yeah, and this is exactly um, exactly the approach. I think you mentioned one thing, like you expect the unexpected to happen. Correct. And I think a big problem with um, how we prepare for life is that we set goals, we have plans, and we somehow expect life to unfold according to our plan. Hmm, good point. Like whenever we have this, you know, we sit down, we're like, okay, this is my goal. This is how I want things to be. And it's kind of completely crazy to assume that something you came up with will be exactly how things will unfold in reality with all the numerous things that are completely outside of your control, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea of uh, planning, and in particular long-term planning, I remember I was told, like, you have to plan you know, year ahead, five years ahead, have a vision for like 20 years. This is something that a lot of people do. And we are being told that that's a great thing because it helps us, you know, give Mm -hmm. advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what it happens with a lot of people, it sets expectations that are 99.9% of the time don't align with reality. And then people freak out. And then people are like, oh, my God, I'm a failure. I can't get things done the way I expected them to be mm-hmm. done. And so it creates a ton of pressure and anxiety. And so it's kind of funny because we were planning to talk about neurosprints as the tool for being flexible and adaptable in this changing world. And, you know, I missed our call. I don't know what the technical stuff happened with my phone. <laughs> right. And I was, this is exactly because yep. I had a plan. No, that's a great point. I had no. 
schedule. Yep. We were you had it on your schedule, and then something that is not your fault, not my fault, happened. You know, and what we can do, we can just sit there and you know blame each other, uh, or, or or like say I'm not, never going to do the radio interview ever again, or we can adapt. That's right. And you know, I kind of almost like that it happened because I think it gave us a really good like. No, it does. Um, no, it's perfect. And 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 to your point, and and for me personally, and this is something that that you know. I am very gracious when it comes to guests, especially one where I've already had you on. Now, I do have sort of a three strikes and you're out rule when it's new guests, where if I'm booking somebody and we go a couple of different times and you haven't made that time happen, you know, in my world, I've got a lot of other things going on and a lot of stuff to plan around. And if you miss something a couple of different times, yeah, I'm probably going to just move on because no offense, I've got better things to do in my schedule. In this case, though, not that way at all. I already had you on. I knew we must have just had some sort of a technical error, you know, glitch, something along those lines. So in your world, Katarina, it's, I mean, again, I've had you before, so it's not a big issue. And those are situations where I just don't lose any sleep over it. We just move on. And even if you'd never shown today, I'd still rebook you, have you back on, not a big deal. And again, in my world, I've got many other things to do. So it's never, it's never that I lack for something to talk about because in my world, you plan for those things. So, but to your point, not everything always goes as planned, and we need to make sure that we're we're planning for that. Now, for all of you listening, I should have mentioned this earlier, you are a neuroscience influencer. You're also the founder of Neuro Integration Institute. So for those of you listening, we'll have links in our notes later on tonight where you can actually go find Katerina. But the thing we talked about last time, Katerina, when you were on, was this red, blue, green state of being in your mind and so on. We hit on that. I wanted to have you back and talk more about it. And we'll have you back in the future again, by the way, because it's a great topic. How do we, in, in, in today, for example, and I'm not using myself as an example because I want other people to think of themselves in this. How do people come up with those plan B's and C's in case A doesn't go well? You actually, in very few situations, you can have a plan B until you get to the point of failure, right? True. So True. you can't do, like, right now, like, you, you have a very common situation. Guests don't show up and you have a plan B and plan C. It's kind of a standard scenario, and in those situations, you can plan for plan B. In my case, it's my first time missing an interview like that. <laughs> I don't I have a plan B, you know? And, and this, is, this is the skill that you need to develop. And the skill is called cognitive flexibility. Yeah. And this Good point. Is exactly what you told me. Like, hey, you missed it. It's not a big deal. It's not a big problem. We can work through this. We can even, you know, use it as an advantage because right now, right in front of the listeners, we are dealing with change and adjusting plans accordingly. Right. Adjusting the accordingly. Yep. And so yeah, well, you and I are doing this on the fly, which a lot of folks that are really you know, and I'm a big planner. I don't want anybody to think that I'm not, but I also live in a world and have been self-employed since I was 22. So I also know that, hey, not everything always goes as planned. I also worked on vehicles as a technician and owned auto shops for years and years in Katarina. You can only imagine in that world, very few things go as planned because you, until you get in the middle of a job and even fixing something, you may not even know everything you need until you get in the middle of it. So you have to learn flexibility in that world because it's never going to go exactly the way you want. So maybe that career I had for so many years helped me in radio because I just knew from the front side it doesn't always go as planned so make sure you've got a backup so for me personally maybe because of you know just my background and and just learning for those many years you know 30 plus years of doing that prepared me for what I'm doing today unfortunately Katarina 
not everybody's had that life experience. Yes, and uh, you know what taught me that? We were launching satellites, and we had a series uh. of rockets where our satellites went straight into the ocean. So this is something that teaches you, you know, sometimes things just outside of your control <laughs> like result in complete failure yeah. of years of your work. So this is all part, part of the deal. But, like, if you, if you want, like, some practical advice, right, because it, it sounds all good, be... Be adaptive. Yes. Be, you know, like um, have plan B, plan C. But in, in practicality, what should it look like? And the one thing that I realized, A, long-term goals is a recipe for failure. Because yep. the longer the stretch, yes. the higher the chance of something going wrong, right? So if, if your plan is, is a year ahead, that you have about 12 times higher chance of something going wrong versus a one-month plan. The one thing that I realized is, like, long-term plans, they just don't work. And they might have worked in the past, a few decades ago, when the world was a little bit more predictable. In today's world, change is such a big part of our existence, you just can't do that. And technology companies, they realized it long ago. They've been using uh, an approach called Agile to their planning, where they would be using short-term sprints instead of, like, yearly goals, so that they can quickly iterate and mm-hmm. so that they could quickly kind of adjust their plans. And I remember, so the, my whole experience with sprints started back when I was at MIT and I was introduced to this ed- idea of agile sprints for like software development. And I had a software company at that time and I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to use it. We applied it. And I was like, whoa, this can be so helpful. Why nobody's using it for their personal purposes? That's a great and question. So no, I, I like that approach yeah. very much. Yeah, so then I was like, yeah, this makes so much sense because the shorter the horizon, the easier it is to mm-hmm. predict. Um, and adjust. You know? Yeah. And um, so I shifted my approach to productivity uh, to planning in three-week sprints. Okay. So every month starts with a sprint. I set goals, three goals. Um one is a foundation goal, one is growth goal, and one is joy goal. We can talk about each of them um, in detail. So there are three goals, and I focus on them for three weeks. And then there is what I call integration week, where I sit down and look what worked, what didn't work, and what I can adjust next sprint. The next sprint is more successful. Mm-hmm. So this iterative process where you have pretty narrow focus, where you have constant feedback, so you're not going in circles. Mm-hmm. This is a big problem with any long-term yep. planning. Good point. You can spend a lot of time doing the same stupid thing over and That's over again. That's right. Um, and this approach has transformed my life. I've been using this for more than a decade now. So Agile Sprints for Personal Life. And it has, like, I feel like I'm making fewer and fewer stupid things in my life. Still do lots of uh, stupid mistakes, but... It just teaches you. And, yes, um, it does. I kind of like this idea that, you know, how smart you are is determined not by how many, you know, languages you speak or how good at math you are, but how quickly can you adapt, meaning how quickly can you change your behavior in the same situation. Stupid person makes the same mistake. Smart person makes mistake once, and the next time they do things differently. And so sprints do exactly that for you. They teach you what works. They teach you what doesn't work, and they keep you flexible 
So when something doesn't go as planned, which is most likely going to happen, you have a mindset of like, okay, I'm here to adjust my approach, not to, you know, villainize others or blame myself for things not going exactly as I expected. Because, you know, this is not how the world works. You are so correct. Okay, so back up and tell us what those three... I got the last one. I wrote that down. I'm going to add this to my notes. What are the first two that you mentioned so I can write this down? So we have foundation projects. Okay. We have growth projects, and we have joy projects. Okay. The foundation project, um, this is something that helps support our physical and mental health. So whatever you do in your life is going to be built on top of that foundation. So if you have shaky foundation and you build a fancy house on top of it, guess what? You will have to get rid of the, you know, remove the house next year and still work on the foundation. And I think a lot of people, they take care of foundation where it's already like rotten and leaky. And this is, this is not the right way. So every month I invest in things that strengthen my physical and or mental health. The second piece of the equation is the growth project. And growth project is something that's stretches me beyond my comfort zone. Okay. Um, I do believe that you can't really stretch yourself really far in different directions, but I think that our brain is designed for a little bit of new and challenging, and it keeps us healthy, it keeps our brain young, it keeps it active. So every month I try to do something that challenges me, something that I'm a little bit afraid of, mm. something that is a little bit uncomfortable. And this could be in any sphere of my life. Sometimes it's something in my career. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in like social context. Um, you know, I grew up very introverted, and you know, I had to build those social skills. So it could be something that makes you a little bit better version of yourself. And the third project, which is really interesting, and this is something that I only adopted maybe maybe like three four years ago. Super happy that I did. Is um, joy project. So growth project is when you're trying to be something that you are not, grow outside of where you're currently at. Joy is the exact opposite of that. It's not about doing, it's about being. It's not about achieving, it's about savoring what you already have. So instead of pursuing what you don't have, it's about savoring what you already have. Mm. I like to think of it as having a little slice of retirement every three mm-hmm. weeks in your life, mm-hmm. you know, because people like delay this idea of like enjoying simple things that have no practical purpose, but they're just kind of fun, I don't know, doing puzzles, uh, you know, do, I don't know, painting watercolors and, you know, going for long walks with a dog. Right. Things that just inherently enjoyable for you, even though they may not be practical. So you dedicate time and block time in your calendar mm-hmm. for that as well. Not just for things that make sense, like foundation and growth, but things that just help you save your life. So that if you, you know, die tomorrow, you didn't feel like you yeah. missed on. <laughs> no, it makes total sense. Life. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and I was telling, it's funny you say that. I was telling somebody today, and I've got a business and happen to have a larger property where I live and I've got a skid steer that I do different things with around my property because I need to take care of different things at times and so on. And so there are times with me, and I know it sounds crazy, but for me, sometimes some of my most quiet times and just being able to get away from everything else is I get in my skid steer, I will go dink around on my property, I'll move rock, I'll move dirt, I'll do whatever I need to. And for me personally, 
just climbing in that little capsule. You could relate to that in the aerospace world, just kind of climbing in that little capsule and getting away from everything else. There's the noise of the machine. You can't call me. You can't text me. I'm busy doing something else. And it sort of makes me, if you would, escape from all of that for sometimes an hour, sometimes two. And it's just therapy for me. Yes. And it's uh, one thing that probably makes it so special is that you can't be distracted. You're right. 100% focused on the present moment. If you're doing something like precise, you're like, you can't really like be like somewhere else mentally. You have to be very present. That's this right. Is exactly That's right. Projects are about. They're about presence, while growth projects are about future, about building mm-hmm. that greater future. So three weeks, three projects. And there is one important rule in addition to that that really, like, I, it took me a while to understand. And it's based in neuroscience. So those three projects, uh, each three weeks, they take just 10% of your waking hours to hmm. max. Okay. So one thing that people do very often, whenever they hear goal-setting projects, whatever, they're like, okay, I'm going to create a whole new life for myself. Can't do that. And <laughs> Very hard to do. Yes, your brain is designed to resist that. There is a term called homeostasis where you have to maintain this equilibrium, this balance. Whenever you're trying to introduce too much change in your environment, your brain is going to freak out and say, go back. We're just going to stop this. Mm -hmm. And so this is exactly what happens with a lot of people who are trying to introduce a lot of change into their life. So instead, what I recommend is like, okay, your life, stays 90, 90% the same, right? So at each week, is about 100 waking hours, right? Yep. If you remove the time That's to sleep, right. it's about That's right. So 90 of those hours stay exactly the same. You have your job, you have your uh, you know, routine things at your work, routine things with at home, all of the things stay the same. But 10 hours each week, you dedicate for those three projects, about three and a half hours for each project. And so you are creating change in your life 10% of the time. And over the long run, it makes huge difference. Over short run, it looks like so small that it doesn't result in much of resistance because it's like such a minor thing, right? You know, like yep. three and a half hours a week per project, like, you know, 30 minutes here. It's not a big deal. But if you think about it, like imagine you have a house with 10 bedrooms, you know, you, you renovate each room in the house. You know, eventually the whole house is brand new. But, you know, you don't do the whole renovation of the whole house at once because it's impossibly hard. So in the same way, you do a renovation of your life with sprints in those 10% increments. And they can transform your life completely in a matter of months, maybe years. But it, it happens very kind of gently and gradually, and it doesn't require for you to give up on your, you know, existing lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Because people change it dramatically. So that's the simple recipe. You know, three weeks, three projects, and it's a total of 30 hours, right? Because, you know, three weeks multiplied by 10, hour, 10 hours a week. So it's a total of 30 hours of time that you dedicate for those three projects. For Makes total sense. Uh, again, Katarina, thank you, by the way, for all of that. And uh, again, for those of you listening, and I assume the best website, Katarina, to send them to is the neurointegration.org website. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, you can just uh, check my Instagram. It's Katarina Langold. Uh, this is where I post 
stuff with some of the okay. tools, techniques, methods. So, yeah, this is the kind of most updated part part of my social presence. Okay, and I'm going to move a few things around to give us a couple of more minutes here because I know we've got a, I've got a hard break I've got to take here in about three minutes. But prior to that... All of what you just said, and while I was waiting to talk to you, I mentioned to everybody about how stressful it must be, and I have no idea their condition or what's going on, but the capsule or the the submersible that's at the bottom of the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean down by the Titanic, which they're you know really right now just doing every single thing they possibly can to try to find that. We don't know what their condition is or anything, but if they are, in fact, in that capsule alive, I can only imagine, Katerina, the stress and what they're going through and what the captain is now trying to do to keep everybody calm and safe and saving air and so on, so that if there is a chance of recovering the craft with them alive in it, I'm sure that individual is doing every single thing they possibly can to keep them alive. Yes, yes, and uh, it's just such a... I can only imagine um, how hard it is when things are completely outside of your control. Yeah. Right, like for our brain... There are two things that um, trigger stress response, uncertainty and lack of control. Mm. And when you have both of them mm-hmm. happening at the same it's so much like it, like any electric shock is 10 times more painful when you don't know what it happens. There's like mm. research around it. Good point. And so whenever we feel like we have some sense of control, it helps a lot. And, um, you know, I, I can only imagine how difficult it must be for those people, and I really hope that they will be okay. Yep, and me too. We will, we will get them in time. Mm. Um, but th- this is this is a huge challenge for our nervous system to mm-hmm. be kind of this uncertainty coupled with lack of control. And you know what? I I think we a lot of us we feel that we're not in this capsule, we're not on the bottom of the ocean. But sometimes it feels like that. Yeah, yeah. well said. There is nothing certain. And there is nothing I can do. Well said. And the truth is, there is something you can always do. Mm-hmm. Right? Even at the bottom of the ocean, as you said, this captain is probably helping them reduce the oxygen consumption by right. slowing their breathing. Right. And as long as you can feel like you can influence the situation just a little bit, even if you're in this ocean of uncertainty, literally or metaphorically, mm. there is there is hope in that. Mm. So whoever is listening to us who is feeling trapped, in this capsule of uncertainty and lack of control, I think of ways how you can make maybe incremental, maybe tiny little bit of change. And that will help your brain feel a little bit less stress. And with less stress, you will get more clarity, which will show you more mm-hmm. ways how you can have more control. And this is the upward spiral. All right. I'll leave it at that. Katerina, we'll have you back. Katerina Lingold, thank you very much once again. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have a great rest of your day. And Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is next. Again, anything you need, including the quiet, cool system, just go to klzradio.com. This summer, your attic can get as hot as 150 degrees during the day, making your air conditioner work overtime to compensate. A quiet, cool attic fan from Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air keeps your home consistently cool so you don't need to run your air conditioner all day long. In Colorado's arid climate, the temp is low at night and in the morning, and that's when your quiet, cool attic fan goes to work. It pushes the hot air out through vents in your attic and gives you a lower baseline temp to work with during sweltering summer days. This is called thermal 
mass cooling. When you cool the hottest parts of your home, it takes less energy from your air conditioner to cool the rest of the home consistently. Get a quiet, cool attic fan from Absolute and enjoy the best the Colorado summers have to offer and save on energy bills. Mention this ad and you'll save $300 just for being a KLZ listener. Call Absolute at 720-526-0231 or go to klzradio.com slash absolute to schedule your installation. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, that's it for this hour. If you missed any of it, by the way, go right to our show notes section of the website, RushToReason.com, and you can actually find what we talked about with Katarina and the entire hour there as well. Uh, National Crawford Roundtable, by the way, will replay tonight. That's why you got to go to the website to listen to this hour once again. We'll be back. Richard Battle will be joining us in a moment. Don't go anywhere. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.